everyone, and welcome to an all-new episode of Palace Off the Top Rope. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. And on deck for today's ASMR-themed episode. Yeah, you heard that right, ASMR. That's something that I've been watching a lot of on YouTube and TikTok. 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 I'm late to the TikTok party, but I'm, like, very addicted now, and uh, I stumbled across an ASMR feed, and I've subscribed to a couple of people that specifically do just that, and I gotta tell you, it's one of the most relaxing things <laughs> ever. Helps me go to sleep almost every night. Not that I have trouble sleeping, but definitely does help. A majority of the time, I can, I can knock out within like five minutes just uh, listening to somebody do ASMR. So hopefully this episode is uh, relaxing and soothing for you. Or if you don't just get it at all, you could just skip this entire episode. Because you're like, why do you want to hear somebody whisper for an entire, however long it is that I'm going to go? Probably an hour. Um, but before I get into um, catching you guys up on everything that I've been doing in the month of April so far, because it's been a while since I've done an episode, and every time I'm gone or haven't done an episode, it feels like it's been years, years and years and years, but it's only been a couple of weeks, um, and a couple of stuff has happened, and stuff is currently happening right now as we march toward Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, opening in theaters on May 6th, um, but before we get into all that, I do want to pour myself a little beverage. Usually I have one on already when I'm doing an episode or if I have a co-host like Brandon McLaughlin. Usually brings me a, a drink from Smoothie King. And it's always delicious, tasty, so appreciate that. Shout out to him. But uh, I'm going to pour myself a drink here real quick. It's not alcohol. Calm down. It's a Diet Dr. Pepper. i got to work tomorrow so I can't indulge in the liquid courage or the bubbly... As Chris Jericho would say. Stands right now, but 
it definitely did open higher than the first movie, so that's already a huge success. You'll get my review later on in the show. Uh, a couple of movies that I've seen, and some that I'm still waiting to see, like uh, The Imbearable Weight of Massive Talent with Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal. Still need to see Father Stew with Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. Um, we've had quiet little gems, surprises at the box office, like everything, everywhere, all at once. Another movie you'll get my review on later on in the show. And then we've had movies or sequels that just came and went. Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore, I'm talking to you. Yeah, opened up very poorly. 40 million. Any other original movie, that's great. But for a movie like this, a third movie in a franchise, it's terrible. First one did like 70-some million. Second one down to 62. Now this one, 40 million. And it already dropped to number three at the box office. So it was number one last week. And it dropped down to number three, which means Sonic has gained on it. So currently right now, the number one movie in America is The uh, the Bad Guys. It's an animated feature from DreamWorks Pictures. Um, 24 million. You know, no big deal, but hey, it's something original. It's not a sequel. We need more family-friendly content, as there's not that much kids' movies as of late, other than Sonic the Hedgehog. Which is crazy, because before Sonic, the last kids' movie was Sing. Sync 2, and that was back in December. December, folks. We're in April already. That's a crazy amount of months to go by with no kids' films in the theater, so it's nice to see the families back out and about for these movies. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, obviously the bigger of the two, but still not too shabby for the bad guys. 24 million, number one at the box office. Sonic number two. Fantastic Beast dipping to number three. That one's probably dead and gone. Um, but the surprise continues to be everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, as I mentioned so many times on this podcast, I work at a movie theater and, uh, the shows are almost instantly, almost sold out. Um, I mean, granted, we don't have it in the biggest of theaters, but still doing great numbers. Um, another smaller movie that came out this past week in the Northmen. Uh, from director Robert Eggers, who's done movies like The Witch and The Lighthouse, which are more, a little bit more on the weird side, a little bit more of my speed, but it's nice to see that these movies have built up some reputation, so there's been a crowd for The Northman as well. Again, we don't have it playing in our biggest auditoriums, but in the auditoriums that we do have it in, the shows do incredibly well. And again, that's great. That's great for original films. People are out supporting these movies and not just the big blockbusters, which we know those are never going to go away. But as long as people continue to come and watch movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once and uh, The Northman and even even a movie like Father Stew, which, uh, you know, it, it's got big stars in it like Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. But it, it was very low financed. It's a it's a more Christian faith film, Christian faith based film. Had only a budget of like four million. It's already outgrossed that, so it's overperformed, and that's pretty good. 
and that bodes well for movies like that um, if that's your taste I know there's a lot of people that don't give Christian faith based movies a lot of chance but if you can add stars like Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson to it you know it makes it a bit more interesting for the audience out there as opposed to watching one of those where there's no no one that that you recognize from those movies um, also want to try to snack on some stuff too got some chips here again I've never eaten on the air so I don't know how this is going to sound Discovery, which by the way they 
they merged with Discovery, so now it's Warner Brothers Discovery. So <clears throat> they got their stuff going on right now. Uh, they showed off photos of uh, Greta Gerwig's Barbie. They're going to do a live adaptation of the Barbie movie. So there's pictures out right now, or one picture, I should say, of Margot Robbie in the title character as Barbie. So you can check that out online. Again, I love me some Margot Robbie. Um, I gotta say, definitely top three of my favorite actresses today, uh, if not my favorite. Uh, so I can't wait for that. Uh, they showed off previews of Black Adam, which is coming later in October. Remember that got pushed? It was supposed to be a summer release, but <laughs> I, I knew the moment they announced moving that they were gonna either the movie, the movie's probably not good. So they're probably doing a bunch of reshoots. And I know reshoots are normal, but if you have to move a movie back a couple of months, it's probably because of that. <laughs> um, they showed stuff The Flash, but apparently it was a lot of Batman stuff because, as we all know, or if you keep up with your news, Ezra Miller continues to get arrested in Hawaii, just giving himself bad PR and putting Warner Brothers in a bind here. Uh, but that movie doesn't come out till next year, so they've got a little bit of breathing room to get Ezra Miller back on track, or if he just continues to be an idiot and get in trouble, they're just going to replace him altogether. But I think a lot of the focus on, on the Flash presentation at CinemaCon was on Batman, Michael Keaton returning, and at some point, Ben Affleck's Batman's also going to appear in that movie, so that's going to be the big sell of um, of the Flash movie this, this whole Batman thing and again my idea is like just, just scrap Ezra Miller, scrap the Flash and just call the movie Batman Generations people, it'll still make it'll still make 300 million because it's freaking Batman, the best character in all of uh, in all of movie comic book characters um, so it's gonna be okay but I just, for some reason, I still think we're not going to see that movie ever because this idiot Ezra Miller who continues to get in trouble. I mean, come on. Um, what else is going on at Warner Brothers? Uh, they greenlit, officially, uh, the next Matt Reeves-directed Batman starring Robert Pattinson, which we all knew was going to happen. It wasn't a shock. This movie has made over $360 million in the U.S., and I think another almost $400 million internationally so you're looking at almost 800 million worldwide almost a billion yeah they, they're not going to make a sequel to that right but yet you still have these twitter geeks online who are like oh man we're we're manifesting we're hoping that they can greenlit the batman too it's like shut, shut up you know they were going to make a sequel to this movie it was critically beloved it made all the money in march and it just debuted on hbo max after making all that money and it was still, like, generating, like, so many views. I think, like, 4.3 million streamed the Batman on HBO Max. So, it's a win-win for Warner Brothers Discovery. Making all the massive amounts of money in the, in the movie theater. And now reaping the benefits on streaming after only 45 days. Now, not all movies are going to benefit from this. The Batman's an exception to the rule. Because it's freaking Batman. But, uh... You know, other people, once they see this model, and this is the only thing that scares me about the 45-day window, is that they see how quickly that it showed up on streaming. 
And even for me, I was like, oh, I totally forgot about the 45-day window. So the Batman being on HBO Max already, like, to me, it's, like, super quick. But it made so much money at the theaters, like, it didn't matter. But for other movies, you know, people might be like, well, I might wait. Maybe I'll just catch it at home. Won't spend $15 on a ticket for, like, whatever. The Nun 3. Just watch it at home. But, uh, again, that's my only fear, but I think we'll be okay. Um, you know, CinemaCon's going on all week. It's something I've always dreamed about going. You know, especially in the movie theater business, all the movie theater people go, like, all the top brass. And, but it's been my dream to always go. And hopefully, uh, if I continue my career here in this business, I hope to one day be able to go because I guarantee you, there is nobody who loves movies more than me. I promise you that. I'll take that to the bank. I... I'll be arrogantly confident about that. Nobody loves movies as much as me. So that's going on right now. Um, and again, movie-wise, this weekend, it's going to be another quiet weekend. It's the calm before the storm, right? We're a week out before Doctor Strange in, in the multiverse of madness, which, whatever, I'm going to watch it, but it's going to make huge bank. I know that. But this weekend, we got another Liam Neeson movie. Which I feel like we just had one a month ago, or a month and a half ago, which we did. It's called Blacklight. Now this one's called Memory. It's the same shit. I mean, Liam Neeson, get your money, whatever. If he's doing it just for the paycheck, good for him. But at this point, he's just like typecasting himself. I know he's older already, but, you know, still, he's going to have no one to blame but himself. As everybody just sees him as that one guy, the taken guy. All, this, all those movies are the same. Anyways, that, that movie comes out this weekend. It's not going to do anything. Uh, the people that do like those movies are going to go see it, so whatever. It, it has a small audience, but... You know, this movie would have played well in the pandemic when there was nothing coming out, but now we have bigger movies. We got There's a lot of alternative stuff out there that people can actually watch. You know, they'll, they'll re-watch Sonic. The, we still got the Batman on the big screen, so people will come still see that. Or they'll discover the new stuff, like everything, everywhere, all at once, and the, and, and the Northmen. And uh, hopefully the unbearable weight of massive talent gains some steam. Again, I, I still need to go see that one, so hopefully I'll catch that in a bit. Uh, same thing for Father Stew. Um, taking a little drink here again. Atlanta 
um, which has just been killing it this season, like killing it, reinvesting your hood. They just had back to or just the whole season, man. Every week, it's just it's must see. They're all timers. They're they're thinkers. They're they're episodes that you're gonna look back on and and just be in amazement of all the all the stuff that that show's trying to say and tell you. I'm telling you, if you've never seen Atlanta. And uh, it just pokes a lot at the social commentary in today's world. But it does it in a very comedic, <clears throat> sometimes horrific way. Um, in a surreal way, sometimes. It's my favorite television show. Like, it is prestige. It is top-notch. It's up there with The Sopranos and The Breaking Bads and The Twin Peaks. It's on that type of level. Um, Better Call Saul is back. It's loading up on my DVR. Um, I don't have Netflix, and I know all the other seasons are on there, so I may have to just bite the bullet, get Netflix, and try to catch up, and I, I don't know if the last season, this upcoming last season that's airing for Better Call Saul, I don't know if that's been split into two, or if it's just going to air straight out to the end, but uh, I do need to catch up, I'm way behind on that one, um, this is us is also loaded up on my DVR. Scratching my mustache there. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, that's loading up on my DVR. That one's gonna end soon in a couple of weeks, so I need to catch up there. Of course, I've got my shows that are just comfort shows, like a million little things, which is uh, it's kind of dipped in quality, but I can still enjoy it. I like the characters on that show. Um, obviously I continue to watch wrestling week to week, you know, WWE, I'll give them credit, you know, they've been putting on, they're trying, they're putting on some decent shows, having Cody Rhodes back in WWE has really helped a lot, as far as like retaining my viewership, AEW of course knocking it out of the park, I'm not worried about them, um, but yeah, that's the stuff I'm watching on TV right now, and um, yeah, I think I've, I've caught up to where we're at now as far as like the week um, of releases and stuff like that so let's take a break here when we come back I'll give you my reviews on two movies that I've seen Sonic the Hedgehog 2 and everything everywhere all at once so stick around this is the ASMR themed episode of Palace Off the Top Rope we'll be right back I'm the bad man have been for a long time your shooter's losing his mind they have to be punished. I want justice. He's taking out the traffickers that we couldn't. You said he wasn't a problem. I know you're not well. We all have to die. What's important is what you do before you go. Memory rated R. Welcome back to the show. Adrenaline in my soul. It's an ASMR episode. Or, 
or don't find this interesting at all, you can just skip this whole episode because I'm not going to stop. It's just going to be like this the entire episode. Um, but now it's time for my movie reviews of the week. And I know these movies have been out for a couple of weeks, but if, again, I haven't done an episode in a while, so I'm just trying to catch you up for the viewer, just in case you haven't, if you're still on the fence about seeing some of this stuff. Not that you need me to convince you, but sometimes it helps. Sometimes, you know, just to hear another opinion out there. I think I'm, I think I'm pretty unbiased and, uh, you know, fair when it comes to movie critiquing. I do like to poke fun at the, at the, uh, comic book people, but that's more just, I like to poke at the fan base, not really the movies themselves. Like, yeah, I critique those movies, like, fairly, but I also like a chunk of them, so, you know, you know, miss me with that stuff about, like, oh, you just hate comic book movies. No, I don't. I hate the fandoms that just get all obsessive about it, and I just try to keep it a level playing field, so, whatever, it's all in good fun. I troll for the most part, so just deal with it. If you can't, just go away, or, you know, scroll up, scroll past the timeline, whatever. Just go be a mark for your little MCU stuff and enjoy the stuff that you like. But anyways, let's talk about my first movie that I saw. Uh, obviously, this came at the beginning of April. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, which uh, I had just recently bought the first Sonic movie on 4K. They released this special edition. You know, it had comic book and uh, character cards and and again, I bought this without actually having seen the movie. But I know my kiddos like the first one, so I'm like, okay, well, if I don't like it, at least I can have them keep the movie or have them take it home and whatever. Uh, even though they're, they don't really, they stream everything, so to them, they, I may give them a 4K disc and they'll be like, what's this? <laughs> We're almost there, folks. We are almost there in terms of like this stuff completely going away. Again, I'm very old school. I collect all my movies physically, and I will continue to do so until they don't make them anymore. But until then, that's how I'm going to buy them. Um, but yeah, I bought that recently, so I hadn't seen it. <clears throat> and my daughters were here a couple weeks ago, and uh, I was like, now this is the perfect time to go watch it, because I know they're going to want to see the second one. So I saw the first one, and man, I, I really liked it. You know, Jim Carrey's like that old school movie star, and he's still got it. He's still got that Jim Carrey-isms, and he does it so well. And <clears throat> it's like he hasn't lost a step. So he was a very, he was part of the biggest reason why that movie works so much, so well. You know, the Sonic character's cool and all, but like, you need a movie star to really have charisma and carry the whole thing. And Jim Carrey does that. Now, the movie wasn't very loaded with action and, you know, stuff like that you would see in the video games. So they kind of undersold that. But, nonetheless, it was still <clears throat> a nice, family-friendly movie. Let me take a sip here. Uh, sorry, my throat was getting a little itchy there. Um, yeah, so the, the first movie's fun. Like, is it the best movie in the world? No, but it's good enough for, like, an adaptation. And usually they get these movies wrong, right? Name me, like, video game movies. Like, I bet you can't name me five that are good. You know, much less one. And I think Sonic kind of, like, broke the barrier on that. So I'm like, okay, cool. At least there's goodwill going into the second movie. 
And again, the first one came out before the pandemic hit, so it was kind of like the last big, like, blockbuster before, like, this new world. Um, so I was expecting big numbers for it. Obviously, it opened huge. So, um, one of my daughters was sick, uh, the weekend that they came over, that the new one came out. But the, uh, the little one wasn't, so we had a father-daughter date. So we went to go catch Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And boy, man, this is like, this is not hyperbole. When I say this is the dark night of uh, video game movies, it really stepped it up in its action and the presentation. Like, the movie felt bigger. And it finally leaned into the, the video game aspect of things. So, uh, it's, in a way, like in hindsight, it's kind of good that the first movie undersold the, uh, the action and, and all the spectacle of it. Because you can leave it for the second movie. And you bring in all these other characters, these beloved, like, characters from the video games and kind of make it like an all-star game. You know, you got Tails and Knuckles. Um, and again, everybody else is back, too. You know, James Martin's back, Jim Carrey, uh, you know, hamming it up. You know, not really the focal... In the, in the first movie, he's more the focal point. This one, he's kind of just, like, there in the background. But whenever he's on screen, like, he obviously uses the most of his time and, 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 and he eats up the scenery. Uh, Knuckles, the character that they introduce here, is kind of like an antagonist. Uh, but we all know in the video games, he becomes like an ally. Um, is voiced by Idris Elba. Like, what a choice, right? And, and what a career decision for him to voice this. But you could tell he's totally into it. So that makes the movie work as well. Now, I don't know who voiced uh, Tails. Uh, but for sure, like, that person did well in that character, too. And again, the movie's like, over two hours too so again the movie goes bigger in the, the mythology of the video games and and again the movie's just very fun and you know I saw obviously saw it in a theater full of kids and, and you know parents taking their kids my daughter enjoyed the hell out of it she can't wait for the next one and it left me feeling the same way too it's like man I can't wait for part three and this is a freaking video game movie like it's a kids movie how often in a in a kids franchise do you like anticipate a third movie like I know they make sequels like crazy for these cartoons and kids movies but when was the last time like you like anticipated like a third movie I know they made Toy Story 3 but we never thought we would get a Toy Story 3 that one just came out of nowhere um but yeah Sonic 3 has it, it's got the laughs it's got the pop culture references it, it's bigger in spectacle with the action so it delivers on that and it makes the movie feel bigger and again, I'm not a prisoner of the moment. This is the dark night of video game movies. And they're about to do a uh, Mario Brothers movie again. Now, they had a live-action one in the 90s. That one sucked. But they're going to do this one again. Man, they really should go the route of doing the way they've done the Sonic movies, where you you have the main title character animated and the, the, the other video game characters animated. And you mix it in with live action. And you have movie stars like a Jim Carrey to play the villain. And uh, James Martin's a nice like addition just to, you know, have people there. But he's a character you care about. And I know Mario, they're going to go more of just doing animated. But, man, and I'm not saying that it's going to be bad or anything. Like, who knows? Could end up being good. But I think the way to go is to, to mix in the, the live action and the animated me like the play has always been like disney could do a live action mickey mouse movie but do it like this 
and have like the, the actor be like a Chris Evans or something like that. I think that's real easy money. And Sonic has kind of like created the blueprint on how you can do these movies right and have them be kid friendly um, and make a lot of money too. But it's great. It's great for like my daughters, uh, especially the little one who like when she grows up, when she's my age, she's going to remember fondly on these movies like the way I did with the Mighty Ducks and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, stuff like that. These, this is like these are going to be the movies of her time when she grows up. Like, she'll remember back. Like, these movies aren't weren't made for me, obviously. I can still enjoy them, but they weren't made for me. So, you know, this, this is more for her generation, so that's cool. But the fact that the movie's actually good is just an A+. So, if you haven't seen it, go check out Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Definitely um, an upgrade from the first movie. Even though the first movie's not bad, but this is, like, way better. You get everything in it. Comedy, action, um... You get heartfelt moments. There's everything in it. And it's very family friendly. Like you could take anybody to go see this movie. Um, yeah, Big Ups, good job by Paramount. Ooh, by the way, we have to give a shout out to Paramount Pictures. They are killing it this year in the theatrical world. You know, they killed it with Scream. Revitalizing that franchise. And they revitalized the Jackass. Uh, what is it? Jackass Forever. Now, I don't think those guys are going to continue to do movies like they're already getting super up there in age and you know the stunts and all that stuff is dangerous so I think that was kind of maybe the last one but the fact that Paramount continues to deliver hits and now you can add Sonic to the list uh, they're they're the big winner so far this year other than the Batman so good job by Paramount um all that I have to add, add the Lost City to that you know Paramount killing it um so that that's it for Sonic the Hedgehog. Go see it if you haven't. Um, next movie is A24's Everything Everywhere All at Once. Starring Michelle Yeoh. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. Sorry if I get it wrong. Um, this is a movie that... We'll, we'll just say this. It deals with the multiverse. It's such a creative, original story. And uh, there was just too much good buzz going into this movie. Um, I'd seen the trailer like once, but didn't really think anything of it. Like I didn't really, I guess I should say, really didn't pay attention. But then I started seeing like all the Twitter feeds, like not just like reviews from critics, but just people who had seen it already. They're like, man, this movie's something special and it's something cool, something we've never seen before. Now, obviously, we're about to get a real taste of the multiverse with Marvel introducing it. We saw it in Spider-Man No Way Home. And we're about to see it in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. But I gotta tell you, after coming out of this movie, everything everywhere all at once, I 100% believe that whatever Marvel does with the multiverse will neither be as creative or as original as everything that was in this movie. It was just out of world stuff, like weird shit, exactly my speed. Again, I'm all about that weird stuff. And this movie has a chunk of it. But it's not just weird, it's good. It's funny, it's heartfelt, it's uh it's just it's it's colorful, it's got a lot of imagery in it and a lot of you know, visual stuff that's going on and it's just incredible. Uh the most recognizable face if you've, if you've been following movies forever is the character of uh Data from Goonies and uh short round in the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom movie like he's an adult in this movie but he has an incredible performance here 
Like, obviously, this is Michelle Yeoh's movie, but he does an incredible job, too. Um, again, I can't explain a lot what the plot is, but I'm telling you, if you want something different, if you want something that's a little out there, go see this movie. You will not be disappointed. You may come out of it and say, what the fuck was that? But I'm telling you, it's an experience that, that is like to be seen on the big screen. And it was made for the IMAX screen, too, which, at our theater, we're about to be showing some screenings of this in IMAX. So I actually kind of want to see this one again because it has the aspect ratio change during the movie. Now, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, if you've ever seen, like, The Dark Knight or if you saw the, the last Mission Impossible movie, Fallout, where there's some sequences that were shot with the IMAX camera, so the picture does change from having the black bars at the top to, to not having them, and you get the full picture range, and the, and the picture's just beautiful. So I gotta imagine this is gonna look incredible in the IMAX, because, again, the visuals in this movie was just awesome. Now, it was meant to be seen in IMAX, so I know it's gonna look a million times better on that screen. So I can't wait to see that one on the IMAX again. Again, it's a very, the story's a little, like, you have to pay attention because there's a lot of stuff going on. But I'm telling you, it's different, it's original, um, and if you want something like that, this is definitely the movie for you. So two good movies so far in April. I still have to go check out Father Stew and the unbearable weight of massive talent. Um, the Northman's not really my thing as far as like subject matter. I know I like weird stuff, but the subject matter too is kind of like, eh, it's not for me. Even though I'm all for original movies, doesn't mean everything is for me. So yeah, that one I'm going to skip out on. And of course, like whatever memory opens this weekend, I'm not going to see that. And then uh, in about a week's time, We'll have Doctor Strange come out, and it's going to be chaotic. And I think on next week's episode, you'll you'll get my box office prediction for it. I'm still scratching my head over it. Like I don't know, like the marketing for it is incredible. The the pre sales for it are fantastic. Our theater is almost like three thousand in attendance just for Doctor Strange. So it's going to be huge. And the movie's not long, folks. That's what's Another thing that's going to factor into this box office prediction is that Doctor Strange is only at the two-hour mark. Thank you, Sam Raimi, for not bloating this into another, like, two-hour and 40-minute spectacle. God bless, I love the Batman, but it's a little too long. Uh, Spider-Man 2, it was also, like, just over two and a half hours. Like, why? Sometimes you could tighten it up a bit. And Sam Raimi who's done the perfect Spider-Man movie in Spider-Man 2, and that one's only over a little over two hours. So he's done the same thing here for Doctor Strange. So maybe that'll make the movie a little better. It's not a guarantee, but it's nice to, to have one of these MCU movies not be two and a half hours. So again, shorter runtime means more, more show times at our theater, which means more money for the box office. So that may, uh, that may help its chances to make a lot. ASMR, folks. ASMR. Uh, let's take a break here. When we come back, I'll wrap it up and tell you what's to come on this podcast and stuff that I still need to get started. Yes, I'm talking to myself. The, the 90s films turned 30 series. I'm about to kick that off again for 1992. 
it's coming, folks. Don't worry. I, I have not forsaken it. I have not forgotten it. Uh, it's just going to be a late start. But uh, I'll talk about all that. Uh, stick around. This is Palace Off the Top Rope ASMR edition. We'll be right back. Strange. It's time. In 10 days, nothing can prepare you for the truth. Everything you've ever known led you to this moment. Stephen Strange. The Illuminati will see you now. Marvel Studios, Doctor Strange, rated PG-13. See it in premium large format in IMAX, May 6th. Welcome back to the show and Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, opening in theaters May 6th. As that little ad told you, we're about 10 days out. So it's almost here. Another Marvel um, project uh, that we're all going to engulf in and talk about and debate all that stuff. Yeah, I shit on the, on the fans and all that stuff, and I like to troll them, but I do like to see the movies. Even though, actually, to this day, I still have not seen the first Doctor Strange movie, and yet I still understand everything that's going on, so... Again, I don't, I don't think I have to tune into every little thing going forward now. Like, what's that one that's going on right now on Disney Plus? Moon Knight? I've seen nobody talk about that show. And I have no urge to see it. It feels like I've missed nothing. So whatever. But that's, uh, ten days away. Um, originally, on the SM Football Marks podcast, we were gonna do, uh, an episode for the NFL Draft, but... Uh, my work, I got confused on my work schedule, so I'm actually working tomorrow, so we're not going to do an episode for that. So, sorry for those of you sports people that were looking forward to that, but we will be back <clears throat> for the uh, schedule release where they, they're going to decide what games are going to be played, uh, what days and, you know, times and all that stuff. Um, we, we're looking forward to that, not only because of our teams, but... Also because we're looking forward to going to see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys in Arlington. So we got to find out when the date is for that game so we can plan, request off from work, and start saving our monies to, to make that trip. So we'll be doing uh, a, a, an episode for the release schedule coming up, uh, I believe May 12th is the, the release date. So be on the lookout for that. Um, again, I, I'm late start my spin-off series season three of 90s films turn 30 uh we're covering the 1992 movies um i was supposed to start back in february um and i was supposed to have a special guest for my first episode um again there's been some scheduling conflicts that have gone in the way but i still plan to to have this guest for this movie i may push it down the line doesn't have to be in order but i will get started soon uh and catch up and try to release these as they uh, as they approach their anniversary date. So again, that's that's totally on me. It's my fault. Uh, you know, not only work and not only you know doing the regular show and, and the football stuff, but you know I got I got to get better at my, my time management with the podcast. So uh, I got to get on that. So trust me, it's coming. I'm not going to be definitive and say the exact date episodes are going to drop, but. They may drop out of nowhere without you even knowing about it. So if you're interested in that spinoff series, trust me, it's still there. It's still coming. Season 3 is coming at you real, real soon. I promise you. But that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you for, for joining me on this special 
ASMR themed uh, little project I'm doing here. Um, I'm like Atlanta, do these like weird one-off episodes. Um, I don't know if this does well though. I, I got somebody who, who's, who's interested in in doing some ASMR, and we can talk about you know whatever. So be on the lookout for that. This this is a one-off for now, but it might not be in the future. It might there might be a, another another chapter to this uh, to come. But anyways, you can find this podcast on Spotify. Search Palace off the top rope. Hit that follow button. I really appreciate it. I do share this podcast link through all my social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. Um, through Podbean.com, you can download the app. You can listen to it there. You can download all the past episodes. Um, unless you're an Apple person, then subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave me that five-star review. Leave me, you know, good criticism, bad criticism, whatever, right? Free speech, right? Elon Musk, <laughs> buy Twitter. <laughs> have to throw that in there. Whatever. Any type of of uh, comments you want to make about this show or, or me, whatever. You know, it, that's on me, right? Because I decided to put my voice out there in the world. So I have to be able to stomach any type of comments that come my way. So, you know, whatever. I'm up for it. You know, if you want to compliment the show, great. If you want to say it's a piece of shit and I shouldn't be doing this, then you're entitled to that too. Doesn't mean I have to like it, but you're entitled to say it. That That's what free speech is. Um, so yeah, just subscribe on Apple Podcast. Um, and yeah, all that stuff to come. And uh, again, Doctor Strange is on the horizon. So, And the summer movie season actually is on the horizon. So... Um, There'll probably be more episodes week to week. Um, April kind of became a little underwhelming, so I didn't want to make episodes just to make episodes. Again, I I, I don't want to bore you guys. I need to come up with stuff that, that'll be intriguing for an entire almost hour of conversation, especially if it's just me. So that's why I decided to, to take this opportunity to do this as an ASMR <laughs> a theme um, again. If you're not into that stuff and just think like, why the fuck is he whispering? Um, search ASMR, then you'll know what I'm talking about, you know, and then return to the episode or not. Whatever. Either way, I appreciate y'all. Thank you guys so much. And thanks for bearing with me as I experiment here with ASMR. I'm going to go hop on TikTok, watch some more of this, listen to this, and fall asleep. So take it easy, guys. God bless you.